Hello, this is Jenny Wong from Tail Friends. In this independent podcast episode, I'm going to share with you a part of my personal research on trademark blurring for well-known trademarks. I was particularly intrigued by the effects trademark blurring brings regarding the distinctiveness of well-known trademarks. I believe that there is something related to consumer cognition of brands. I will discuss two empirical studies on brand and trademark dilution, namely blurring, in this case. Trademark dilution consists of two principal harms, blurring and tarnishment. In this article, I will focus on the blurring of well-known trademarks and explore the economic effects of blurring on well-known trademarks. Blurring is defined in U.S. law as a single trademark being recognized by consumers as originating from two different sources. Typical trademark infringement usually involves consumer mistaking two similar trademarks for the same or related origin. In cases where trademark blurring may occur, the trademark in dispute must have a certain degree of similarity so that consumers think that the two trademarks are essentially the same. Under EU law, the purpose of blurring protection is to prevent the dispersal of the identity of well-known trademarks that may result from their use in connection with irrelevant goods or services. The legal term used in the EU trademark regulations and directive is detrimental to the distinctive character of the mark. Scholar Song Ho Cho proposed a study to examine whether the dilute use of the junior, which means less famous, trademark has a detrimental effect on the net brand value of the well-known trademark in terms of its brand image. 62 participants were recruited from the classes of two sport management courses. Before the experiment, the participant had to complete an electronic questionnaire containing 10 selected trademarks, which could measure the participant's current personalities, attitudes, and interests toward brands. The participant has one week under the condition of unlimited attempt to complete the questionnaire. They were then asked to comment on a hypothetical scenario of trademark dilution in an online discussion session. In this hypothetical scenario, 10 sports-related Well-known trademarks were being used by some non-competitive junior marks for unrelated goods and services. For each trademark that was possibly being diluted, the participant had to answer three open-ended questions. The questions for all 10 trademarks must be completed within one week. A week after the questions for the 10 trademark has been completed, the participants were required to complete a post-experiment questionnaire. This experiment concluded that the net brand value of most trademark in the participants might have significantly changed after the experiment. Interestingly, most of the trademarks scored higher after the experiment. Nevertheless, the Marlboro trademark scored lower post-experiment, but this difference is not statistically significant. Scholar Cho thus conclude from this experiment that the brand image of the well-known senior trademark may even be strengthened rather than weakened after the dilution incident. It can be inferred that the existence of trademark dilution may not cause substantial harm to well-known trademarks. To put it in other words, the nature of the hater is not um, serious enough for judicial intervention. Scholars healed and Brown eyes went to the yellow pages and newspaper advertisement and looked for the unconsented trademark use of well-known trademarks, attempting to find the answer to this question. If a well-known trademark is shared and used without the trademark owner's consent, will it damage the economic interests of the trademark owner? 
The two cited several long-standing prestigious trademarks as examples. Campbell for soup, Lipton for black tea, Ivory for soap, McDonald's for restaurant service, Quaker for oats, Planter for peanuts, and Tiffany for jewelry. Each of the aforesaid trademark or names is used in the yellow page of California and New York by hundreds of companies. That is to say, the well-known trademarks were used by other businesses without the consent of the well-known trademark owners. The information obtained from the Hoover database also shows the same results, among which the Tiffany trademark is used by more than a thousand accounts by unauthorized users. Despite the unauthorized use by third parties, these well-known trademarks are still well-known, which means they are still famous or are still an indicator of superior goods or services in the market. Heald and Brownlice suggest that because consumers are capable of sorting information in their minds when exposed to trademark dilution, for example, Buick on aspirin will not lead to a reduction in the ability of Buick trademark to identify a car with a certain, qu certain quality. Thus, the market can afford a high level of brand sharing. In conclusion, the more famous and familiar a trademark is with the consumers, the less it is, it, it is susceptible to blurring. The value and quality the brand intends to convey have already been widely dispensed through broadcasting and the promotion of media and social media. Through experiencing or consumption of goods or services, Brands, awareness, and brand images may already be, deep, be deeply rooted in the mind of consumers. In addition, when consumers have the opportunity to repeatedly, repeatedly come across famous trademarks, continuous contact may result in the strengthening of impressions in the consumer's mind of what kinds of goods and services these famous trademarks should be used on. When they see these trademarks again in the future, they can easily retrieve the information from the brain. Therefore, the more well-known a trademark is, particularly the one that is internationally well-known, the less vulnerable a trademark it is, uh, is to the unauthorized use of the trademark on completely unrelated goods or services. Therefore, the blurring of well-known trademark without consent does not necessarily cause substantial economic harm to the owner of the well-known trademark. This is the end of my personal research. My name is Jenny Wong from the Evans International Law Firm, and I wish you a merry, happy Christmas and a wonderful holiday season.